from the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question. I'll inform you about like You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. Okay, all right, all right. Here we go. A little Wednesday. Little Wednesday action on the Taz Show. Yes, next two hours, going to come at you. Talking some SmackDown. Going to do that right there. Talk a little, some NFL stuff early in the show here. Some NCAA football stuff. You know, this is the uh, one-stop shopping here for you wrestling fans. I cover some mainstream sports that you care about. Not the irrelevant stuff that you get on all these other networks. No, not here in the Taz Show. Yeah, you're going to have some fun. Jocularity. Phone lines are open. People are already calling the show. So as usual, we're hitting the ground running here in the Taz Show. That's how it's done. And as I mentioned, the phone calls, you know, it's a very uh, simple thing. Very easy process if you'd like to get a hold of yours truly here. Or you have a wrestling question or... A question about maybe uh, automotive or carpentry or roofing or plumbing. You could call the show here, no problem. Attention hotline fans. Uh, 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Yeah, I handle all your contracting needs on the Taz Show. So you could do that. Um, on the handle some house cleaning business. And again, part of my uh, nasalness to my voice um, I am having a little bit under the weather, so I'm, I am a little nasal. I have some congestion in my esophagus and upper chest cavity. No one cares. So that's what's going on right here. So I'm just letting you know. <laughs> that's why I might sound like crap, because I just, you know, all night I was sneezing. I had <laughs> runs. I, I everything. I, I'm, I'm just pooping and pissing all over myself. Pardon my French, but I mean, I'm sleeping. I can't even hold my bowels. Non-stop. It's disgusting. I say that. This is before Thanksgiving. I'm going to eat a ton of food tomorrow and fill the tank, as they say. You know what I mean? So you got to fill the tank. You understand what that means, right, Viking? Yeah, come on now. You were a big fill the tank guy. Come on, what is this, amateur hour? Come on now. <laughs> Tomorrow's my favorite holiday of the year. I'd like to point out the uh, the shirt you're wearing, my friend. You're, you're one of the best models we've ever had here on the Taz Show. That's the uh, Nub City shirt. Why don't you move that giant mic out of the way so people can see it? Yeah, that's the Nub City shirt. There it is right there. Oh, yeah. Frank, the audience is hot today. Screen so you can hear me. That's the Nub City shirt. That's thank you. We'll get it up for five weeks. That's the Nub City shirt. You can get that at clothesline.com or at uh, prowrestlingtees.com. That's the newest edition of some other wrestlers they have. They did a character tribute gimmick, Schnabitz. And they got some kind of a, I don't know, Black Friday sale over at Pro Wrestling Tees. I'll tweet about that later. Put yourself, put yourself, put me over. Buy my stuff. Please. I'm trying to pay my bills for God's sakes. Help a brother out. <laughs> Kidding me? Buy a hat. So it's a real simple thing. Like I said, you just go there and you buy the nub shitty shirt. You look as good as the Viking does and you'll be good. So uh, tomorrow's Thanksgiving and uh, there will be uh, no show tomorrow. That's just the way it goes. Uh, yes. It's a holiday and I am going to watch football and eat. I'm going to go to different family members' houses and eat their food and pick fights and then get thrown out and then go to another one. That's kind of my deal, you know. 
I just go around like a, like an ass to everyone, and then until they say, "Can you leave?" You know, and I don't even have to drink to do this liquor. I just go around and act like an idiot. You know what I mean? So uh, that's usually what I do on Thanksgiving: get thrown out as many houses as possible, just eat, and just throw stuff around, and get out of there. Act like a real idiot ass. Hey, do you so, know Taz, uh, by the way? Thanksgiving, no show tomorrow. And guess what? Just because it's Thanksgiving and it's 2016, I'm not doing a show on Friday either. Yes. That's right. I've earned it. I'm taking a day off. You guys know how it is in the summertime. What was it like in the summer? Audience. Taz show audience. Entitled ones with your free content. What was it like? Remember all the weeks I took off? Remember that? Remember all the vacation I took? Because I dog it. I'm lazy. That's what I am. I'm lazy. I don't want to work. I'm an American, for God's sakes. Why would I? You know what I mean? Yes. That's how it works. Rare form Jones. Rare form Jones. Stop! I promise you that right now. So, uh, what else? So house cleaning. So, no show tomorrow, no show Friday, no show Saturday, no show Sunday. Perfect opportunity to catch up to all the audio on demand or video on demand at TazShow.com. A lot of content. Catch up, bitches. Very simple. And if you haven't listened or watched... The special from Sunday that I did, the Survivor Series React. And you were a damn fool. So uh, it was a great show, I humbly say. Apparently the big wigs over at CBS Sports Radio were very happy. I know your friends with a lot of the big shots over at the uh, the main station over there. Rob, because you're an insider. Um, yeah, I know. They love you there, by the way. I noticed that when I was there with you on Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they love you, brother. Yeah, there's... Uh... It's another situation if you're over there, don't buy rent. Uh, see if they don't like you there. Mm. I'm just telling you right now. No. There's not a lot of people in my corner over there. I have very few friends <laughs> in life. Well, at least here you have a lot of people in your corner. But I have Jimmy Garoppolo, so. But you, <laughs> <laughs> but you have a lot of people in your corner here on the Tash Show. Uh, I think so. Oh, no. Really? I yeah. think so. No, you do. You, I oh, so. We're all in your corner, buddy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, a bunch of people. The whole, this whole corporate floor. So if I'm Rocky, are you Mickey? Is that, is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, he died, right? Yeah, yeah that's Mickey. I'm me. I'm me. That's me. <laughs> I'm knocking him on rock. <laughs> there was some scuttlebutt about, uh, they st- who was it? Somebody stole my, uh, I did my Mr. T impression on Friday. Uh, prediction of the match for Survivor Series. Yes. Pain, pain. That's Booker T. Mm-hmm. Then Booker kind of copied my gimmick on the pre-show. That was nice. Who, Booker? Booker T did it. Oh, yeah. Funny joke. (laughs) (laughs) I got the joke. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Excuse me. So, anyway, pardon me. That wasn't in the air, at least. So, uh, I'm going to talk some football. Yeah, a little bit of NFL action. Tomorrow we got the the big Rob, the Viking, his team, the Minnesota Vikings are going at it with the Detroit Lions. Yes. Vikings and Detroit Lions tomorrow. Tomorrow at the first game. We have three games on Thanksgiving, which is just so just Americana. And if you're not American, I apologize that I'm saying it's Americana. I, I'm American, so that's what I'm I'm Americana, you know. I bleed the red, white, and blue, bro. Stars and stripes flying off my face. So we got the Minnesota Vikings versus the Detroit Lions. Prediction Jones here. I say the Vikings will win this game by seven. How about that? They're going to go on the road to Detroit. Detroit's been doing the opening um, 
game at home on Thanksgiving. Why is this disturbing? They've been doing the opening game from for like ever on Thanksgiving. But I predict the Vikings will win the game. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Rob, I know this is your team. I will allow you to speak for the last time in the show. What are your thoughts, feelings going into this game against the Lions? It's and going don't, to be... Don't act like, like freaking, you know, Boomer in here, okay? Just act like a fan. Don't act like you're an expert because you're not. Of course not. But expert or not, they're going to win Thursday. I guarantee it. So you agree with my assessment? 100%. A Well, you're a smart guy. My assessment. Yeah, you're I'm so a smart. I said assessment. Yeah. I'm making up words. Is that an eye chart? Or what? I don't know. They're going to win by how much? I say seven. What did I say? Seven? You said seven. I'm saying seven. What do you say? I'll say ten. Really? Mm-hmm. Cocky Jones. Look at this guy. Really? You think ten? Yes. I'm going to get heat in Detroit for this, but well, the Lions... Well, that's where it goes. <laughs> the Lions will always be the Lions. So you're saying the Lions will always be the Vikings' bitches. That's kind of what you implied. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, listen, their best all-time franchise player retired on them. So come on. Wow. Now, but Barry Sanders was a lot of fun for us to watch. That. Barry he Sanders was, was amazing. He was great. I like how you speak for everyone. and say a lot of fun for all of us, like the, the world, to watch. Absolutely. So you are qualified to speak for all of us in the world. Uh, I'll have to get back to you on that. No, but you're saying that. You said. You said. Barry Sanders is a lot of fun for all of us to watch. How do you know everyone loves a Barry Sanders fan? Uh, <laughs> How do you know that? Excuse me. How do you know that? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm assuming, and I get into trouble when I assume. So. You assume all the time, and that's why you have heat at the WFAM, by the way. 100%. Not here. You have no heat. No. At, at the main station. A ton of heat. Okay. Yeah. The corporate people here, don't, they didn't get to know you yet, and no, they, they yet. might not even. It's fun. So I say that the uh, I agree with the, with the big Rob. I think the Vikings will be victorious. Are you going to the game? You going to Detroit? No. Oh, why are you acting all shocked? And yeah, I got food to eat tomorrow. Okay. God. Appreciate your honesty. Uh, listen, uh, food, football, and faith. Those are my three Fs. Okay. I, thank you. You're welcome. So, so the Redskins will play the Dallas Cowboys uh, in the 4 p.m. Eastern game. And I do believe that the Cowboys at home will be victorious in this game. I believe in Dak. I believe in Zeke. And I just think the Cowboys will win by a good amount in this game. I've Someone tweeted me, I don't remember who it was, a piece of paper to jump on the Cowboys bandwagon. And I might have to fill it out. It was actually pretty funny. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys win that game. The Steelers are going to go to the Indianapolis at the evening game. The evening game, I should say. The AFC evening game. Andrew Luck is uh, questionable for the game, hence why he's been on my bench on my fantasy team for about four weeks because of the DAC. But anyway, Andrew Luck might not play. No matter if he's playing or not, the Steelers are going to beat them in Indy. So I feel the Steelers will win this game uh, by at least 10, in my opinion. Now, quick segue, Jones, into some college football talk. Because I got, I got a lot of people calling the show. A lot of people want to talk, so I will get to these these cats in a second. I, just got, I got to talk a little bit about college football, college football here. The uh, what happens? The, the rankings came out yesterday. The updated rankings. I don't think there was any massive, um, you know, huge changes uh, to the rankings. The top four stayed the same. Stop. Right. Well, that's usually what they go. Not not. I say that's what they go by, but that's a big part of it. What you had in the uh, who was the one? Alabama, right? Alabama, and then we had Ohio State in the two hole, and we had Michigan in the three hole. And uh, are these updated? What I'm looking at here? Yes, correct. Okay, yes. so you had Clemson in the four hole. And 
Yeah. Who's at five? It had to be. Wow. Good job on this, bro. Um, so. Well, Washington's five. I turned your mic on, sir. Washington's five. Washington's five. five. It says six here. Wisconsin, I knew that was wrong. It's Wisconsin. Wisconsin oh. is six. <laughs> oh, is it not updated what you have there, sir? <laughs> yeah. That's why when I ask you, is this updated? You go, yeah. That's called bullshitting. Stop. Please. Sure. You, you do it too much. So, uh, you make people look like idiots. So, I think Alabama's going to keep that one spot for sure. Okay. Ohio State and Michigan, man, it's going to just come down to it, and it's going to happen on Saturday. This game is a 12 p.m. game. Why, oh, why can't the TV networks fix this? Make this not just a Big Ten massive matchup, but it's two versus three. This this is this is just going to be epic, epic, epic football. It should be the evening game on Saturday. It should be the evening game on Saturday. Really. Why? 12 p.m. I'm going to watch it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying. Instead, they got Florida versus Florida State. Florida's sitting at 23, and, and, and Florida State's at 17. And that's the 8 p.m. game. Well, better yet, we got South Carolina. It's not even in the top 25, I don't think. They're going against number four, Clemson. That's a 7.30 game. But yet, we're putting, you know, on a holiday weekend, Alabama, I'm sorry, uh, 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 Ohio State versus Michigan. I'm a little confused on that. But it is what it is. I, I got to give you a prediction on that game, okay? And they're playing at the Horseshoe in Columbus, Ohio. I'm going to say it here, and I'm going to say it loud. I'm going to say it proud. Got to tell you, I think Ohio State's got the home field advantage. It's a tough one. This is going to be a one-point game. Uh, I'm no, I'm, I don't ride the fence, Jones. That's me. You know, I believe in Jabrell Preppers. Preppers over there with the Wolverines. He got uh, Coach Khaki Pants with his pants up by his nipple region in the Harbaugh. I don't know, man. I'm going to have to go with the home team. i got to go with the Buckeyes. They're going to squeeze this out. I mean, it could go either way, but i, I got to pick someone, so I'm going with that. You got Alabama versus Auburn. This is obviously a gigantic rivalry for many, many years. Auburn's sitting at 15 where Alabama's number one. Don't, don't go by that. This is just, and they're playing it at Alabama. This is going to be a war. So I think Alabama's going to win the game, though. So uh, other notable games for me, the Nebraska Cornhusk is my team against my other Big Ten team, the Hawkeyes of Iowa. I always been a, I always like the Hawkeyes. I don't know, man. They're playing over there at Iowa. It's going to be tough for Nebraska. Nebraska started out the year hot, undefeated, had like 6-0, 7-0, whatever it was, and then wheels fell off the wagon a little bit. But um, I hate to root against my team because I'm not rooting against them, but bet against them. But I have to say, Iowa's definitely probably going to win the game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Iowa wins by three. Then also, I want to check out the 7:30 p.m. game. Eastern is uh, Utah versus Colorado. I, I like Utah too. The Utes. I'm going to check that out also. So, yes, what's up? So if Nebraska beats Iowa, and somehow, some way, my Gophers beat Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Nebraska would go to the Big Ten Championship game. I know. So but you need us to help, and I know. It's probably just, not going to happen. I worry about, as a sports fan, I worry about, you know, who we're playing, what team my team's playing against. All that other stuff you can't control, I feel, and you hear other like, sports analysis, say, uh, these guys say this, and coaches, you 
can't control what happens with other teams in games, right? Only control what you do. So I'm just looking at you got Yeah, sure. Do you do they control their own fate to a degree? Nebraska does. Because they gotta win the game. If they don't beat Iowa and Minnesota does, you know, beat Wisconsin, don't help Nebraska either way. They gotta win, right? Yep. So first thing is they gotta win. They gotta beat Iowa. So I don't really care about your Wisconsin, uh, you know, Minnesota game. If Nebraska wins the game, then I'll care. And these games won at the same time. No, Nebraska's Friday. That's right. And uh, Wisconsin, like I was saying, so I watched Nebraska Friday, like I was just saying that actually. And then, uh, and then, uh, then uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota on Saturday. Same time as Auburn, Alabama, though. Well, I'm going by what you have written here in your prep, so I'm a little nervous. I don't want to say too much. Look like a jerk again. That's fair. Okay. So I'm going to get to some phone calls. Please, please, sir, please. And uh, and then talk some wrestling here. I gave you my football stuff. There'll be no parties on the show. No funny little gags. There'll be no lost mail. We can't find it. It's the holiday. There'll be no trivia jones. There'll be none of this stupid stuff today. None of it. I'm talking about SmackDown. I'm talking some wrestling. And I'm rapidly getting a bug up my ass. I'm just telling you that right now. That happens. Irascibility is in my corner. So in some wrestling uh, news, okay, the raw numbers, uh, tops 3 million. They, 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 were, they hit 3.2, was it? Sorry, 3.002 million viewers, up 4% from last week's 2.8. So that's big. And I had a feeling it would go up after Survivor Series. Everybody kind of knew that, not just me. Uh, the show did start to lose a little steam as it went to that third hour, but it's tough. The three hours they're dealing with, as we talked about, is tough. Um, you know, the, the the other thing, too, that's in the news with the business, by the way, is uh, go uh, not Goldberg, I'm sorry, is uh, NXT. NXT, how am I doing? TNA. I'm reading something else. TNA lawsuit update with Billy Corgan. Uh, it doesn't end, guys. It doesn't end. It just doesn't end. It, it just, it's annoying. Will you stop? It just doesn't. Just go away. Billy Corgan, just, this whole thing, just, just, you know what? I don't, it's just like, it. okay. Either the two sides have to settle and it will be officially filed with the court Wednesday or the defendants will be filing some sort of an official response to the case, such as a motion to dismiss. Okay. Did you write this? Yes, sir. Okay. What does that mean? And what are you like? A, what are you a, a, a legal aid now? You just, you just, you just, you, you type in your own synopsis of things. Is that so, what we do? So basically, both sides uh, are kind of playing a game of chicken, and one side uh, has to make a move uh, for this case to continue. They're basically at a stalemate right now, so it's not gonna, it's not gonna move one way or the other. But we were under the impression that it was over. That now, it, now it's not. Now it's not. Right. Which why I get annoyed at things like this. I just say, you know, I don't think it's TNA that's making this thing public. I think it's Corgan, you know, but whatever. I, I'm at a point where I think I'm done talking about this on my show. I got to be honest with you. Because <sighs> when I read it, I, 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 you know, it's like, it's like, you know, just, it gets, it's just, you know, I, I get weird with stuff like that. Like, I get to a point where I'm done talking about it. I don't want to hear about it no more. I'm done. 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 Absolutely done. Yes. I'm done. I'm serious. Done. I'm done with the tablets. Jeez. All right, hey, Antonio in Texas, you are on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? 
Chance, how you doing, man? What's going on? Good, buddy. Talk to me. Okay, uh, well, let's get this out the way. First time, long time. Oh, you got to be kidding. Okay, go ahead. What's up, buddy? Okay, here's a question, and you may have, I've never heard every single show, you may have talked about this, but now that we have two main titles, what do you see happening at the Royal Rumble? If uh, it's a 30-man Rumble, of course, so if a SmackDown guy wins, does that mean, let's say, AJ is still the champ, that the main event at WrestleMania will be somebody versus AJ? Or if a Raw guy wins, will it be somebody versus Kevin Owens? Or, I mean, and I don't see this happening, not two 30-man rumbles where you got 30 Raw guys in one rumble, no, 30 SmackDown in another. What, what do you see going on? I don't think that – I agree with you. I don't think that last part is happening. Um, I think they'll do the traditional 30-man gimmick. Uh, and who, whomever wins, this is what I assume. I haven't wrapped myself around it yet because it's for January. But I think that you would do kind of what you alluded to where – if a SmackDown person wins, then that person goes on to face whomever the, the champ is at SmackDown, which at this point it's AJ, as we know. Or if a Raw guy wins, then it goes on to face, uh, you know, Kevin um, you know, Kevin Owens for the Universe title. Universe title, if Kevin Owens still has it. I think that's the best way to go with it, Antonio, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but we'll see how, how it evolves. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they haven't, they haven't really announced anything for that card except for Goldberg will be there. Thank you, Antonio, for... Uh, for calling the show. I appreciate it very much. Just trying to get a couple, because the phones are very hot today, so I'm trying to get uh, a couple of the phone calls in in the first segment, which I'm usually busy covering everything else uh, that's important to me, which isn't usually a lot, um, but I try to, to cover some things that are quasi-important, uh, that I think is important, and then some of you guys don't think it's important, and that's usually what happens. But I don't really care what you think. I care what I think because I'm the star and you're not. Hey, Miles in California, you're on the hey, Taz Show. What's going on, man? Hey, hey, how are you, champ? What's up? Good, yeah. I just wanted to take on the protecting turtle match and the Usos getting the um, John Cena treatment. Okay, first off, the tag team turmoil uh, concept and everything, I'm a fan of that. I, I've, I've always liked it. And I like, uh, for the most part, I, I like what they did last night except for the fact it didn't conclude. They told us it was going to conclude last night, and they didn't conclude it. Meaning, you know, we saw Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton pop up and told uh, American Alpha, uh, guess what? It's not over yet. You're facing us before you get an opportunity at the Champions or something like that. Right? Remember that? Yep. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. That little swerve wasn't, I, as a viewer, I wasn't a fan of it. Um, it's a good way to hook people in next week. But I would think that if American Alpha or whomever... One last night in the tag team turmoil, the big enough hook miles would have been that they're going to face Rhino and Heath for the titles. That's my opinion. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I guess they want another hook, you know? Yeah. And what was your second question? Um, your take on the Usos getting the John Cena treatment. What do you mean John Cena treatment? They got, let, let's go Usos, Usos suck. Let's go Usos, Usos suck. Oh, you mean for the audience? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's okay. I think you'll see more of this miles down the road. I I don't. You know, they're heels. And thank you for calling, buddy. You're always a good caller. They're heels, and you know the audience wants to chance something. <clears throat> but remember, they 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 they're heels that showed that they were babyface for a long time. Then they were heels. I don't know if there was like a monster turning moment to make them heels. Then we. There's always like I said yesterday on the show. There's always these little gray areas with a lot of the talent, which confuses people. So, uh, but the John Cena treatment, I didn't know that's what it's called, when people chant two different things. I, I call it getting a big reaction. That's what I call it, and that's what you want. You want to get a big reaction. Can you print out those papers I asked you for before, please? Thank you. Um, yeah, so 
that that's what you you know you, you want a reaction you want to get that t- kind of engaging moment as a talent you know I mean if I'm the Usos which by the way I'm a huge fan of and I would have had them gone over yesterday to be honest with you I had them I would have them gone over I would have had them f- forget about Bray and Randy Orton I would have them gone over I would have had them face um, Rhino and uh, Heath next week and I would have had those heels Usos win and put the titles on them those guys could talk. They're now, they're young, they're, they're, they're cool, they're urban, they're badass, they're tough, they're legit, they're experienced, they're legacy. They got the whole gamut, in my opinion. Uh, I say put the titles on them. That's, how, that's what I would have done. It doesn't seem like they're going that route. But I talked yesterday about the Usos, this new look of them, that way they've changed their gear and all this stuff, everything about them. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it works. You know what I mean? I, I really think it works. Uh, so, hey, uh, Sean in Michigan. Sean in Michigan, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, how are you doing? Good. What's up? Um, nothing. What was it like working with uh, Samoa and Joe? Where you talking about in TNA? Yep. Oh, it's great. I mean, I, I you know, I, I obviously didn't wrestle him, but you mean when I managed them, or like when I was just calling his matches or just working behind the when scenes? When you managed him. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I, I you know, we only did it for a little while, as you know, Sean. It wasn't long because the the plan was to bring me in as a commentator, but they wanted to segue me into it and do some with Joe and I. You know, I, I wish I could have went a little longer, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of fun, but did you like it or not really? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Yeah, because I, yeah, go ahead. When he had the uh, clutch, it kind of looked like the Taz Mission a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hear you, man. And he had the towel thing, but he does a little bit different with the towel than I do. But, yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely there's a lot of those uh, connections to it, and you never know. Maybe you'll see that down the road one day, right? Ha-ha! You never know. <laughs> Da-da-da! <laughs> sound effects. It's crazy. So, anyway, uh, thank you, Sean, for calling from Michigan. I appreciate it very much, buddy. Thanks. That's uh, very nice of you. Uh, so, yeah, and like I said, a little while, I guess I could jump into right now, talking about SmackDown. I got a few minutes before the break. The show's just rocking and rolling quick, as usual. So we saw Shane McMahon come out last night to kick the show off. And he walked out very gingerly. You could see he was banged up. Um, if he was selling, he did an awesome job of selling. If he feels perfect right now, I got to tell you, I, I, he made me believe he was banged up before he even got inside the ring. Now, I'm going to kind of, you know, it's not an LT, learning team moment, but I'm going to tell you something where I think the announcers made a little bit of a mistake in my viewpoint, in my opinion. I think that Morrow was talking a lot during the entrance of, um, you know, of Shane when he came out. And that's the opportunity for announcers, the lead play-by-play guy, even though they have a lot of announcers on that show, but the lead guy seems to still be Morrow, okay, uh, where the other guy, Phillips, is the host. But anyway, um, I think Morrow... And that's his job, and that was JR's job at the top of Raw. It was Cole's job at the top of SmackDown. Now it's Cole's job at the top of Raw. <clears throat> when I, when Joey Styles at ECW, Mike Today in TNA. I mean, the, the lead play-by-play guy's job is to set the table in the opening entrance, um, for the most part, if you can, unless the match, unless the show starts with a match that's red hot in the ring. That's a little bit different. But play-by-play guys love when there's an entrance for a main story to start the show because you get your sea legs under you for the broadcast. You get to set the table for the show. And they had that opportunity here with Shane McMahon. And Morrow did it. He did a good job of setting the table. And he usually does, to be honest with you. 
The only thing Mauro didn't do here, which I thought he should have done, was I think JBL might have done it a little bit towards the tail end, was point out the fact that, now I didn't hear Mauro do this, so if he did it, then I apologize, but I didn't hear the guy do it. He, he has to point out that Shane, as he's walking out, definitely he's not dancing, he's not jumping around, not doing that high exuberant entrance he normally does that we've seen for years. I don't think any of those announcers pointed that out, and I think that's important. Uh, you know, uh, sure, it, yeah, well, Taz is kind of pointing out the obvious. Yeah, kind of, but it's your job to point that type of obvious out because you want to remind people that's your job. Your job is to sell things, right? So you got to tell people, okay, yeah, well, Shane's usually, you know, going crazy out here, but obviously he's feeling the effects, and we, we saw what happened to him. Hopefully we get an update, yada, yada, whatever they're going to say, on his physical condition. At least he's out here walking. I'm shocked to see him walking, Mauro. That type, you know what I mean? That type thing. You know, that... I just think they could have done a better job of really uh, explaining that on that entrance. That's a very important thing. Now, th- there's a fine line, okay, for announcers. The fine line is you always want the talent to tell the story. It always comes off better than you as the announcer doing it, the initial story. Your job is to follow up on the story, if that makes sense to you guys. When a guy comes off of a big show, there was a scary moment, he got hurt, and now he's coming out and he's selling for you like that, not just for you as the audience, for you as the announcers. I'm sitting home watching, like, this is easy. I, I call that my sleep and put over the injuries or put over or what speculate his injuries or we don't have a medical report. Oh, my God, you know what I mean? But at least he's walking. But, man, you could see he's not himself. And then let Myra sit the table for the rest of the night. You know, you got to do that. And I, don't, I didn't hear that from the announcers. I did not hear that. Uh, not being negative on those guys, I'm just calling it, calling it, you know, calling it real as I see it. So, I think that's important there. Um, so uh, Shane came out, walked out gingerly, um, and I'll get into his promo and everything and what he did and everything that happened with Dean Ambrose came out and Ellsworth and AJ. I got to go to break. Uh, when I come back from break, I'll get into all that stuff and uh, start rolling more into SmackDown here. <clears throat> right after Shane got in the ring, cut his promo. And uh, talk about all that in a second or two. Uh, Tash Show, be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here. We're back here. Hello, one, two, three. We're back here on the Tash Show. Oh, there I am. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I want to talk to you guys real quick, man, about Kumo Tires, man. Kumo Tires, I told you they hooked me up. Kumo Tires presents how tire training and drills helps athletes improve mobility, balance, strength, and performance. They do this thing on their website. You can see a lot of NFL running backs do stuff with them. Visit KumoTire.com to learn how quality tires can improve your car's performance. Better traction, better grip, better control, less noise. Kumo Tire, better always. And that's legit. These tires are phenomenal without a shadow of a doubt. Kumo has the tires to help you drive along the toughest road conditions with better grip control handling and balance a more comfortable ride and most importantly safety so you really feel how to, when your car is rolling you know with Kumo it really hugs the road so a variety of products and patterns to choose from ultra high performance all terrain mud terrain on off road performance in different weather conditions Okay, uh, whatever you need, Kumo Tires has it, whether you're a passenger car, luxury car, race car, truck, or an SUV, or even a crossover. Make your life easier and safer and make your ride better with Kumo. 
So that's K-U-M-H-O. Okay, so go check them out, kumotire.com. Okay, and they're good, that's good stuff right there to support the Taz Show. Therefore, I support them, and they hook me up with some tires, and I can't complain. It's pretty badass, to be honest with you. So that's the dealio on that. So I was talking to you guys about um, SmackDown, and I talked about the Open with Shane. I gave my opinions, which was probably nubworthy, on the uh, announcing situation. The do's and don'ts, in my professional opinion, on how to handle that. And not, not that they did a bad job, meaning Mauro, he's the lead guy, but... Some things that I would have done, uh, or partners I've worked with in the past, would have handled right away. you got to point out that he is not in uh, good shape, meaning Shane. And you can see that. Now, Shane did it. So, I look, and that's the other thing. And, again, in defending Morrow and the other announcers there, you know, you something that you don't want to do is you don't want to upcut the, the talent. So what does that mean, for those that don't know? Upcut means don't say it before they say it, Okay. You want the talent to say it first, but yet if the guy is walking out like that and he's usually running around, jumping around like a nut and, and, and sparring and, you know, quick foot Jones and all this stuff, Shane McMahon, and he's not doing it and you know he just basically almost got his head knocked off on Sunday, you got to point it out to a degree. Just don't steal his words. You can't just ignore it in my view. So, uh, but no harm, no foul. I'm sure a lot of people didn't realize that, but to me, I did. Yeah. So, um so now Dean Ambrose, right? So Dean Ambrose, uh, he he and Shane, they, they have an exchange out there, and and you know Dean, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little I'm just trying to figure this out. Is he a babyface again? Because he kind of showed a lot of heel stuff uh, at Survivor Series with, with the Shield. They grazed over it quick. Shane mentioned the Shield thing at Survivor Series, and then they moved on. You know Shane got pissed at him, which I think was good. I think that made sense, and they kind of just moved on, and then you know. Dean was like, ah, oh, let's not let's not hang out in the negative. You know, it was what the lunatic fringe would do is kind of just blow it off. Like, but you know, these other people can't come off like fools, meaning the guys who run it, you know, Shane and, and and Daniel Bryan. So that was a big moment that Shield thing they did, and I thought for sure Dean turned heel on Sunday. That's what I thought. So you know, but that wasn't the case, I guess, because he brought out Ellsworth, and 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 it was funny the exchange with Shane McMahon. Ellsworth and um, Dean, where Dean was funny here, where he was like, you know, trying to, he was so excited for Ellsworth, Ellsworth, and he stooged off before Shane could off the guy contract. I thought that was funny. And I thought that all parties in the ring handled it the right way, and, and I thought that was pretty good, to be honest with you. Um, I liked it. So, um, and Ellsworth got the contract, well, he got the contract, but then AJ came out and said, whoa, whoa not so fast, my friend. Who's this guy? You know, but the other thing that was a little weird for me, it was as Shane tells Dean, you know, you leave the building, you know, take a powder, go, go, get, get out of here tonight. You don't need to be here. And they did this throughout the whole show where, you know, Dean kept coming back. It was funny. And then it was not funny. Then it got funny again. So I, I guess it's okay, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, they did this throughout the night as a threat almost that Shane threw, was throwing him out of the building. Then at one point, Shane got pissed when he came back as the Mountie. I think that was. So there was a lot of humor there. It was okay. But let me back up. So when, when, the first time in segment one when Dean Ambrose is leaving towards the ramp, AJ's music hit. So the first thing I thought was, okay, I'm down with this. We're going to get a confrontation again with AJ and Dean. But then Dean kind of just disappeared. And AJ started cutting his promo about why is Eldworth getting a contract, yada, yada, or what. I think he mentioned the, sh- the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. I can't remember now. He might have said, he might have referenced it briefly, the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. I think he did, yes. 
that um, you know, what he did was not cool to me, the SmackDown champ, yada yada. But then he segued quickly did AJ into the Ellsworth thing. I just thought I thought there was going to be some sort of a confrontation, and that just wasn't the way it happened, you know. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, I think you know, consistency, consistency, and continuity is vital, and I think they had an opportunity there to either do something or just have, you know, in my opinion, just armchair booking. And to be honest, I didn't think about this, guys. I, I, I just stuff just comes to me. Just so this is armchair booking, but that's what I would have done. I just thought about this as I was talking to you guys here. Uh, my God, my hand of God, I did. Instead of having, when Shane tells uh, Ambrose, hey, bro, you know, get out of the building, you know, take a break, you need the night off, go go away right now. Instead of him, meaning Dean, leaving up the ramp, he's the lunatic fringe. Okay, Shane, no problem. I'm going to go grab a hot dog at the concession stand. Have him hop the guardrail. Have him walk up with the camera that's facing the audience, the hard camera, so people could see it. Have him walk through the audience there in Ottawa. The place will pop like crazy. Oh, my God, Dean Ambrose is walking to the concession stand. Don't even have a camera follow him. Just let the main hard camera see him. Have Shane look at him like, this guy's nuts. Don't have him go through the entranceway. As he's halfway up on the hard camera, then hit AJ's music. Let AJ come out down the ramp, and now there's no potential conflict, and you don't have to have Dean just disappear. That's how I would have done it. And when I tell you, I'm not being braggadocious, but when I tell you I just thought of that, I did. <laughs> so I, I believe in that. You got to keep the separation of the good guys and the bad guys. Especially when, you know, this good guy, Dean Ambrose, was did something really bad and did this thing with the shield, which one guy's a good guy, one guy, I don't know. And it's to AJ, your SmackDown champ, so the whole thing gets a little fugazi. But uh, I would have had him, meaning Dean, go to concession stand because that's what Dean Ambrose would do. He would say, okay, you want me to leave? I'll go. I'm going to leave through the front door where the people came in because I'm one of the people, right? These are our fans. They pop. He panders to the crowd. I'm going to go to concession stand, get a hot dog, and then I'm getting in my taxi cab, and I'm getting the hell out of here, Shane. Then have him come up later. Have him come back later, I mean. Have him do that kind of thing. And that's just to keep him away from the entrance ramp. That's my point. Very simple to me. It just jumps out like, you know, a uh, real simple deal to me. So that's how I see it. Hey, uh, Markel from Toronto, you are on the Taz Show. Hey, I do What's up, <laughs> How you doing, Taz? So that's your real name, right? Yes, it is. All right. What's up, Kells? Uh, well, I just... <laughs> I just uh, wanted to put you over really quick. Um, I really love your show. I started off listening to uh, other uh, podcasts. I know you're not a podcast, but I started listening to other podcasts, and then uh, JR put us me onto your show. Gave a little plug for you, and that since then, you're the only one I listen to. Well, that's very nice to hear. JR's a good friend of mine, and he does an awesome show, a po- awesome podcast every week, as you know, on Podcast One. So. Um, I didn't, you know, I, 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 I got to have him on the next special if he's available. We, I didn't have him on this one. We just were running around busy, and I was trying to change up some of the guests. But JR's always doing, like, his one-man shows. At these, and he does a lot of stuff. JR's like, Markel, the guy is, like, working all the time. He's, like, everywhere. This guy is, <laughs> I think he worked less when he was the raw comment, uh, play-by-play guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think that's true, actually. What's up, man? Um, I just have two quick questions. So, uh, well, number one, I was at TakeOver Toronto, and... Uh, Ty Dillinger was over basically for the whole weekend, going even into SmackDown. I just wanted to know, one, if you thought that uh, he's going to get a, a major push somewhere in the near future. I think Markel was seeing that push. I mean, right away, getting in there in front of you guys in Toronto at NXT TakeOver, 
in a huge match against a massive star in Bobby Roode, that's, a, in my opinion, Markel, that's the first step of a really good push, number one. And and then the way he performed in that match also leads to an even bigger push. Number two, uh, I even tweeted the fact that we're watching, during the match I tweeted, that we're watching this guy, Ty Dillinger, become a made guy right now during that match. Dude, it was really weird. I watched it, and I felt him becoming a bigger star. It was very strange. Uh, I think he's there, dude. I, I think... This, they could do anything they want with him right now. Keep him in NXT. Let him rock and roll in NXT. But uh, when you say major push, you mean like an NXT championship run type thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think he's definitely uh, in line for that in the next couple of months. Will they do it? I don't know. But I would have no problem with it personally. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the guy's promo work, his look, his work, the whole nine yards. I think he's great. I really do. Um, so... Uh, and thank you very much for calling, Markel. I appreciate it. Thanks for, you know, uh, the, the nice, kind words. Uh, I appreciate it. It's very nice of you. God, this nasalness is really starting to annoy my own voice and my throat. I have a, pardon me, my bluntness, I have a lot of snot built up in my, <laughs> in my throat, and it's really just, it's just horrible. I might up chuck a loogie on the air. <laughs> it don't, and it could happen. It definitely could happen. I'm just telling you. I don't want it to happen, but it could. Slamming bods and okay. beyond. So anyway, let me continue here. So as far as uh, SmackDown, uh, we saw AJ come out. He cut the promo about Ellsworth getting a contract, and he wanted to up the game. He said, look, man, this guy didn't earn no contract. He didn't earn a contract. What do you mean, Shane, you're giving the guy a contract? I, you know, I kind of like the whole thing. I like that feel. And he's like, let's up the game. Let's do it. And now Ellsworth came out, neck brace Jones, back brace gimmick, the whole thing. He was selling like the Dickens because he got drilled and choke slammed through that the table uh, by the staging area by, by Braun Strowman. So I, I thought it was good that he came out in consistency form selling like that. I loved AJ's promo. I liked Ellsworth's promo. I liked that he said, no, Shane, I'll do this. I, I don't want nothing hand to me. I'm paraphrasing. And that's kind of what it was. So they're going to do like a ladder match where the contract is above the ring and all that stuff. I, I have no problem with that. I thought that was good good booking. I like the creative behind it, and I'm, I was down with it. I was looking forward to it, for sure. I thought it was cool. Um, some people are getting sick of Ellsworth. They're getting uh, they're getting sick of uh, you know the whole thing with um, you know that that he's he's the, the little engine that could, and that he's the underdog Jones, and and all of this stuff. And and um, you know, I, I get it. I totally get it. But you know what? It's it's it's. That's who he is. I mean, he's built different than everyone else. He looks different than everyone else. The guy came in and got noticed by getting squashed by Braun Strowman, you know, and just complete enhancement uh, talent Jones. I mean, so he literally got noticed by that. I'm sure they just brought him in to do that, and that was that. And then next thing you know, he's, you know, he's getting, he's got a contract, you know. So um, good for him. I'm happy for him. But some people are hating on him a little bit. They're, they're not hating on him, but hating on the gimmick. What do you want them to do with the guy? What do you want them to do? You know, really. What, what, what else can they do? So it's, it's uh, <laughs> you got to, uh, you know, that's you got to play the cards you dealt with. If you're going to go with the guy, and you're going to push the guy, the way he's built, the way he looks, you know, the way he works, and he's not a bad worker, you, know, you got to put him in this role where he's always, now, how long will that last? I don't know. I don't know how long of a contract they gave him. Maybe they gave him a six-month deal. Maybe he's got a one-year deal. Who knows? I don't know what he's got. 
I doubt it's longer than one year, his, his actual contract, but it's none of my business. And I have no idea. Can I find out? Probably not. No! But, but, uh, do I care? No. I, I want the guy to succeed. The guy was working indies. He's, this guy's a success story. No? I don't know how long you can run with the gimmick. Look, Mikey Whipwreck had a similar gimmick, you know, and Mikey had an awesome career with it. <laughs> Mikey also was a very, very special talent. The guy was, Mikey, you know, Mikey was underrated. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mikey was, <laughs> well, I think I might have said this in the past on the show here. Uh, anytime I had a bigger match or somewhere where Paul wanted to showcase the human suplex machine Taz, I wanted to work with Mikey. Mikey just could make a block of cheese look good in that ring. And that's the gospel truth. And I know when Paul said, hey, we're going to do something at the Manhattan Center, on live on Raw, when Monday Night Raw, the whole gimmick where we did the invasion thing, and Paul was on commentary with Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler and all that stuff, and Sabu fell off the R, which still was funny. Um, he still gets teased over it. I mean, but it's, it was a, it's an inside joke, but you know, he fell off the R onto Team Taz. It was just great. I thank God everybody was okay, but it was funny. I mean, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean, Sabu would laugh. We joke a lot about it. Uh, we've had in the past. Anyway, it was at that show. Um, for those that were like, oh, still off the R, they had a R-A-W, a big gigantic letters of Raw, right by the entrance. These giant, like, I don't know, 10, 15 feet tall or whatever the hell they were. Sabu jumped off the R, and as he jumped, he fell. So he didn't jump on the team Taz. He just like <laughs> fell on him. That was funny. And I'm in the ring like, oh my God, Sabu's dead. You know, and I, I got to do an angle with him right now, live on TV on the WWF. What am I going to do? But he was okay because he's tough as hell. But I digress. So the thing is, when Paul said to me, "Who do you want to wrestle? Uh, we're going to have you wrestle on that show on Raw," and you know WWE's cool with it, and they want you. Know, bah, bah, bah. I said Vince. Uh, Vince. I said Paul. Uh, Mikey Ripwreck. He goes, really? I go, yeah, I want to work with Mikey. And that was the first, I said, I want, that's who I want to work with. And, you know, it was that simple. You know, that simple. So, uh, because Mikey was just, I loved wrestling him. Really, he just, um, you know, wasn't that he was just a good bump taker, but like Ellsworth, he had sympathy. He sold well. But what he did real well was he even, you could give Mikey a legitimate comeback and bump you and drop kick and this and that. And he was tight with his stuff, legit with his stuff. He underratedly super strong worker. Remember, that guy got his job by, he was building a ring crew. He was on the ring crew one night. And he got in the ring to test the ring with somebody. I guess, I didn't watch this, but others were there. Dreamer might have been there. I know Paul was. And he was doing some high spots in the ring before the EC, one of the ECW shows at the arena. And Heyman or somebody, or Dreamer was like, who the hell is this kid? You know, and it was like, the rest of his history. <laughs> so, that's pretty freaking good. Um, you know. Mikey's the real deal. So when, I, when I'm saying there's a, some similarity to what Ellsworth's character is to Mikey, I'm complimenting Ellsworth because I mean, uh, Mikey me meant the world to me. I mean, the guy, I respect Mikey so much. Still do. have not talked to him in a very long time, but he uh, was a tremendous, tremendous worker. And he does a great job as a trainer, training guys at his school. So uh, happy for him with that. So, um, you know, so then we went into uh, the IC title deal here. What um, Miz and Kalisto, and they set this thing up and all that stuff. And and, and you know what I, you know, um, they they really they're giving Kalisto a lot of opportunities, and he's an amazing talent for sure. Um, you know, and we saw Corbin interfere in this thing again, and they were having a good match, Miz and Kalisto. 
you kind of knew that Kalisto's not going to win the IC title, but Miz interfered, and Miz, I'm sorry, Corbin interfered, and then Miz wins the match. And then as Miz is leaving, Ziggler shows up and super kicks Miz in the face, which I thought was good. So they're causing chaos, and they have angles shooting all over the place, which is good. It makes for exciting TV, so I have no problem with any of that stuff. Seriously. Uh, I had no problem with the segment. I kind of liked it, to be honest with you. Um, I thought it was pretty good. So, Hey, uh, Andrew, in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, uh, you are on the Taz Show. What's up? Taz, how are you, sir? Hey, how are you, Andrew? What's cracking? It's going, man. I have a question for you, but first I want to put you over. Yes. Uh, I've been listening since the human podcast machine days, and it was so, so great seeing you on the network Monday night. Thank you, buddy. Um, no worries, man. I was watching with my brother, Kyle, who's also a huge fan of that show, and we were biting our lips the whole time waiting for you to slip a Jones in there. I think I did. Did you? Someone texted me, uh, not texted me, someone tweeted me that I, I might have, uh, but I definitely think I did and stuff that didn't make air because it's just part of my vernacular. I can't help it. But next time <laughs> I'm on there, I'll do it all the time. I'll just say it all the time. I'll just say it. I'll say it next time I'm on there. If I'm ever on there again, or that could end. It is. It, it has made my life so much better. <laughs> it really has. Uh, it's awesome. I'm not I'm changing a lot of people's vocabulary. It's not by design, but I guess it's happening. That's good, though. Yeah, it is, I guess. You're going to sit around the Thanksgiving table. You're like, uh, can you pass the Yam Jones, please? Oh, no. So. <laughs> Yam bags. <laughs> oh, the yam bags. Yeah. How can I help you, sir? Oh, man. So I've been watching some uh, ECW TV on the network. Yes. Uh, I've been watching a lot of it. Yes. And I noticed you and Sabu, you and Bam Bam, Whipwreck. I mean, you guys all seem to have great chemistry, especially you with your opponent. So I know it's out of the question, but if you were to compete today, mm. who do you think you, what? Who would you have the best in-ring chemistry with? That's a great question, I'll, and I'll answer it. Let me think here for a sec. Well, I would, it would have to be um, a situation. Uh, I don't know, Andrew. I, thank you for calling, buddy. I, I would have to say, as far as in the, in the uh, like, let's say NXT, okay, if I had the opportunity, if I was a babyface human suplex machine, Taz, who was a tough, hard-nosed babyface, Bobby Roode is a guy I love to work with that I think I could add chemistry with because Bobby's timing in there, it's tough to explain that to people who've never wrestled. His timing's awesome, and his heat would be realistic enough for me to sell it the right way. And he also bumps real well, so I, my comeback would help. I just think Bobby and I would have really good matches. Uh, I, I think people would love to see me and Samoa Joe work. I don't think we'd have that good of chemistry, and I love Joe. He's my friend, and... But I don't. I think there's too many similarities in that. So I don't know how good that would be, but it might be good because Joe's believable as heck. So anything he would do to Task was built like this killer, and Joe was built like a killer. So we could get enough steam on each other. Um, I think that would work. Uh, AJ Styles would probably be the number one guy I'd love to work with. I think I would have chemistry with. Because I think AJ Styles had a lot, there's a lot of nuances that remind me of Sabu. Do you think AJ Styles or Sabu? Well, yeah. Not just, not not because of the way they look, because they don't look nothing like each other. They don't dress like each other. But the athleticism they both bring out and the risk-taking they both bring out. Uh, you know, AJ's a little thicker than Sabu was, but they're probably around the same height. But uh, I just think AJ's a guy that I, that him and I would have had a pretty strong-ass chemistry with. Um so that's just me just you know, spouting off, spitting out a few names for you. 
Uh, back to the old smackdown. Kaz is trending. Oh, trending. Trending, trending. Say it ain't so, bitches. And they thought I was just a jobber. Not so yes. fast, my friend. I didn't know this. The Viking is on top of the social. I'm very proud of you. That's very good. You're noticing things that others don't notice. Good job, Rob. Robert. That's actually not my given name. Okay. Um, listen, no one cares. The show is trending, and here you are. Going to put yourself over. I See, I, I take the chance to compliment you. Now, Robert, you're going to tell me what your given name is. I don't care what your given name is. The show is trending. You have anything else to say? Kaz is still trending. Oh, trending. Still trending. Thank you, Robert. You're welcome. This show is trending, and it's all because of me. No one else. Me, me, me. That's right. You're welcome. I'm joking. It's because of you. It's because of you, the audience, the support, the love. It's very nice. It's very nice. But I'm a little confused. You know why? I, I don't see the show trending. <laughs> no, I see it. Do you really? Yeah. You see it. Okay. I, maybe I got to refresh the gimmick here. Okay. I, I, I Maybe, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I had to refresh. Okay, yeah. Okay, so that's great. So thank you guys for getting the show trending. That's very nice. That's very nice of you. I, you know, I like to have fun with that and have a little fun. I always say it's because of me. It's not because of me. It's because of you guys. So thank you for that. that that's cool. Thanks for getting the thing rock and rolling. We're just rapping a little bit about SmackDown, having fun, talking, wrestling. You know, no, you know, some of the corporate people in a corporate America in entertainment say, oh, nobody cares about wrestling. They care about the NFL and Major League Baseball and hockey and basketball. They don't care about wrestling. That stuff is all fake. Okay. All right. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Right. Clean, sorry. But I'm trending. Okay, and most of these other sports radio shows that are on live right now, they're not. So they could all kiss my ass. Okay, that's how I, that works. I don't have any any interest in wrestling, sorry. So, sorry. see, that's okay. the problem. Um, no, people don't understand. People just don't understand the power of sports entertainment and wrestling. The power of the audience that embraces professional wrestling. You guys that are listening or watching right now, you guys get it. All these other sluggers don't get it they don't they don't get it f them all okay f them f i have to go to break sorry i'm going to break right now and i will continue talking smackdown the other side of break okay this is the tash show we're gonna get into the rest of smackdown sit tight trending edition thanksgiving eve be right back Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Yep. One hour down, one hour to go right here on this uh, pre-Thanksgiving Wednesday edition of the Taz Show. No show tomorrow, as I said, if you just join the show now. 
It is Thanksgiving, so no show Friday either. I'm lazy. You know how I am. Just don't want to work. Just a lazy ass bastard. I'm talking Smackdown over here. If you want to call the show, there's, there's, you can do that. It's very, very busy the phone lines. 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. So, as I was saying, I was giving you guys a little quick, uh, just a little breakdown here and there. Different things that jumped out to me about the Smackdown. Uh, talk about the Miz stuff with uh, Kalisto. So we'll see what happens there. But the tag team turmoil thing, um, you know, I uh, I talked, and I think it was segment one or two, whatever it was, about um, what about the, the back end of the uh, tag team turmoil. So look, let me just give you like a whole thing here. I, I like that they started off with the high pros and the ascension. I, I wish they would have gave them more time, to be honest with you. I think the high pros won. I mean, I mean, I know the high pros won, and that's the right team to win. Um, but I, I think that these two teams could have potential to do a little angle. I don't know if they're going to do that with these two, but I, I like the chemistry between Ascension and Hypros. The gimmicks are completely different than each other. It could be something that could work. It's a good little B angle, tag team angle for these guys. They should do something with them. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I just think it would work. But so the Hypros win. Then we saw um, a, a Brizango come right out. And again, I love the... I've always liked the... Uh, the, the concept, the creative concept behind Tag Team Turmoil. Two teams go at it. Boom. Team wins. Bingo. Here comes another team. And it's just like a rapido, a rapid fire tournament uh, style. No no, no downtime Jones. You know, it's good stuff. So we saw Brizango come out, and they get in there with the high pros, and then Brizango gets the victory. Okay, then we saw the American Alpha, the guys that I predicted will win this whole thing. Okay, I did that yesterday. They like American Alpha, so... Um, and they uh, they came out and then they faced Brizango. They win American Alpha. Then the Vaude Villains come out and then boom, uh, American Alpha wins again. And then they uh, then they go into where the Usos come out, you know. And now Usos American Alpha they put some time in. It was good stuff. They all work well together. All four of these guys. We've seen this stuff before with these four. So there's a chemistry there, right? That's been built. I really like and I want to point this out to you guys. It's kind of a well, it's kind of a moment for you guys to learn something about the Usos, what they did along with American Alpha. So I'll teach you right now. Boys and girls, it's time to gather around the learning tree with your kind and caring teacher, Taz. He's always so angry, he yells at everyone. Why? He's sharing his one-of-a-kind insider perspective of professional wrestling. It's all about me. It's me. Me, me, me. It's the learning tree with Taz. So what they did here during the break, remember they went to commercial break, right before that was so Usos, American Alpha going at it. They go to break. Okay, they come back from break and they show what they call B-roll. Uh, footage that was shot during the break of how the Usos, in inside baseball terms, got their heat. So how they were able to get the advantage during the match on one of the good guys. And they did that during the, the during when they came back. That's a very good production. It's smart production. It's how you shoot TV and wrestling the right way. And that's what you want to do. And that's what they did here with this. And And it was perfectly placed. Perfectly placed, and it made the tag team match between the Usos and American Alpha flow really well. Okay, so I I really uh, I just wanted to point that out to you guys. It's a good LT moment for you guys when you're watching wrestling and you see it's a two segment match. And in the beginning of the, the first segment of the match, the good guy's winning. 
he's winning, meaning he's doing well. He's shining, as we call it. He's, 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 he's bumping the, the bad guy around, all this stuff. Then they go to commercial break. Come back from commercial. Next thing you know, the bad guy's on top, beating up the good guy. Well, what the hell happened? B-roll Jones. Here it comes. Let's show you what happened. And that's called, you know, when a good guy, well, the bad guy gets advantage, usually some form of a cheating way, where the bad guy will get control over the good guy. It's called, you know, you're getting heat on him. So that's that. that I just want to put that out. That's what was done right there. To educate some of you guys that don't know why and how they did that. Some of you might not know that. Even though some of you think you know everything and you really don't know nothing. How's that? I'm done with the tablets. Embracing you. That's what I do. So, um, anyway, that's the deal on that. So, whatever. Hey, uh, D in Pennsylvania, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, buddy? Good moment, Taz and Mr. Viking. Good moment, sir. Good moment. Um, I just want to put you over quick. Um, you're doing a really good job, and Thank this you. is actually my favorite radio show, like, ever, of all time, to be wow. honest. Wow, well, that means a lot. Thank you. Thank your you. Little, your little sound bites, you know, have me dying at 8 o'clock in the morning when I'm putting my son on the bus. You I know? have no idea. We have no sound effects or bites, sir. I have no idea. We, now, there is a sound effects store underneath my floor. Oh, yeah, they, they do it? I yeah, thought you do it. I thought no, you did. I don't even do it. They don't even mean to do it. It bleeds through the what air. What are you nuts? It bleeds through the air conditioned ducts. That's what happens. I don't, oh. even, I, yeah, I don't even know how, when it happens. I have no idea. What I'm, was I thinking? I don't know. I don't know, D. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? What's up? Um, uh, well, I got two questions. The first, um, first question is, uh, white meat or dark meat on your turkey? Oh, God, I got to go white meat Jones. Uh, yeah, I'm oh. straight white meat. I'm sorry. I, I don't like the dark meat gimmick. I mean, it's, I know it's filled with the flavor. I just don't. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. Maybe that oh. makes, that might make me less of a man. I know, but I'm just saying I'm not. You I let like, me down. I'm you sorry. Let me down. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but the um, second question is a little bit more serious. Um, I'm really into wrestling. You know what I mean? I actually uh, looked up a lot of the terms because I'm actually, I'm not a professional. I'm not in the business, but I really, I want to do a, a, like start a podcast. And, um, my whole thing with the inside terms, I know I watch a lot of interviews and guys like uh, uh, Jim Cornette, he hates when people use the inside terms if they're not part of the business. So and do I. I understand that. So I'm do just, I. I'm, so do I. I'm just curious as to why that is. You know? Because it's called earning it. It's called respect. Okay. It, yeah, it's that's what it is. Thank you for calling, D. It's called earning it. It's called, it, it sounds, it sounds I, I guess to uh, someone who's not in the business or just a, a, a level-headed human, they might say, well, what, what, what do you mean? What do I got to earn? I, it, it, I understand it sounds a little crazy, but that's all business. To hear that Cornette is like that doesn't shock me because I'm the same way. D must be new to the show here or something. But I, um, I, I don't, I mean, you know, if, if, the, if, and thank you for calling, D. I mean, if you're looking to start a podcast, that's fine, but, you know. You just want to learn your inside terms to do a podcast. I mean, you, 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 it's tough to you need to have credibility. I mean, you know, that to get people to listen or what's what's just learning inside terms. And and so to answer this question, and it's a legitimate question. I'm not I'm not wrecking the guy here. I don't mean to do that. I guess it's a legitimate question, but it, it, it you need to earn the right to say those type of words and these inside terms. And just because somebody decided years ago to put it on the internet. That you could read some list about it that doesn't doesn't you know doesn't mean that 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 should be done doesn't mean that um, that you should do that. So I think you got to really uh, be careful what wrestlers and who you talk to and who you say this to when you use inside terms because it's something that used to be fans didn't know and it was our own private thing as wrestlers or people wrestling people from the wrestling business. 
So we use these terms on a daily basis when you're in the business. I don't know how these guys are today, but that's how it was, you know, in my generation, which was Jim Cornette's generation for the most part. So I get it, but I understand evolution, things change, the internet, the power of the internet. So I have formatted here on my show with inside terms, but the bulk of my audience has the respect enough to understand when and when not to use those terms. And anybody that's worked in this studio knows when and when not to use those terms. I mean, Rob, I've gotten mad at you off air for using certain words. At least four or five times. I'm not going to say that. And how them. mad do I get? You get very mad. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm always like, you know, and I talk with my friends like that. You right. know, we're sitting there watching Raw or SmackDown like a mark. And, and when I'm in here. Well, it's not a mark. It's a fan. It's a fan. Right. And I'm a big fan. And you right. know that. And you know I watch every show and, and, and I'm into it. And old school. I mean, I turn on the WWE Network before I'll turn on a sitcom. So um, using all those terms and, and, and hearing them and uh, saying them in here is a big no-no. And I've sometimes let them slip. I don't say them on purpose. But you get really mad. And I kind of respect that in terms of the wrestling business being sacred. I've never been in a ring. You know what I mean? You have, and you've taken countless bumps, and I haven't. So the first time I met you, when I used something, I won't say what it was, and you immediately, you didn't know me. This right. was like the first or second day. I was in here answering phones that didn't work, and um, you basically told me, have you ever taken a bump? Have you ever been inside a ring? Then please don't say that. You were nice. You said, please don't say that. And, you know, I've let it slip a couple times since then, but mm. you're, you're 100% dead serious on this, so people out there yeah. should know that. I get, yeah, that it really, but I have fumbled it on the show. Oh, look, even on Sunday, uh, right before oh, yes. I did the live special, without giving too much detail, I snapped on someone. Somebody there. over at the fan said something the to you. The fan is WFAN. Right, uh, WFAN in New York, this sports station. Somebody snapped at you. No, uh, excuse was, me, you snapped at him after right. he called um, Goldberg a derogatory name. Yeah, because he won the match against, against Brock. Right, yeah. and he basically poo-pooed it, and you're yeah. like, don't do that. Not in front of me. You could do it on your own time. Yeah. And, and you were right. Because yeah, well, he disrespected the correct. business. He was knocking the booking. And he knocked Goldberg. And he knocked Goldberg and the booking of the WWE. And it's okay. You call the show, you, you know, whatever. You, you, if you want to do that, that's fine. But you do it in, the, in, a, in a, a backstage or in a studio. And you work for, you're in the entertainment business. And I'm getting ready to do a show as a guest in the studio. And then you say something like that about the industry that maybe made me. Um my claws come out, my teeth come out, and I want to bite people's heads off. Yeah, and I you, got pretty angry. You, I hadn't seen, you had gotten angry at me, but I mean, yeah. we, I mean, we worked together. Him, I, I thought you were going to rip his head off. Yeah, I got really mad. Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah, I could do that. Because you, you were know? confused at the end of the match, and then he has to say that. And I mean, not confused, you were just, uh, bad, yeah. as everybody was. We were, we were all, yeah, everybody, not just me. I mean, fans everybody all over the world was, were right. like, I, I was taken aback, like, what the heck just happened? And it wasn't like we were hanging out and this guy was sitting there in the room where my team was sitting, but he happened to walk in. He was just a guy who works at the station. Right, nice guy. And just, yeah, I'm sure he is a nice guy, but then he's acting like inside of Jones. Like, well, who, who are you, bro? You know, like, and, and that, that was just an opportunity for me to bring up here because this gentleman just called D from Pennsylvania saying what he said, and he didn't say nothing wrong. He's just, you know, it's, it's something that is you have to earn the right in the world I'm from and how I came up. It's not just about bumping. It's about the sacrifice you do in the business. How many years? Look, I didn't make a living doing this thing in the wrestling business for like six years. You know, I paid my dues, you know. So, and then once I made it, I was not making a lot of money. 
And I was still paying dues. And you almost never stop paying dues until you get to WWE and you start making, like, real money. You know, it's it builds character. It also builds an, a little bit of a uh, piss ant, uh, pissy attitude, I should say, uh, sometimes. So, you know, I, I was at an appearance once uh, a few years back, and the guy started talking Carney when he comes up, asking my autograph, and Carney, like, speaking. Oh. I, I about I was in TNA and like the, we had a security guy there and he he basically had to like, you know, really get in the middle and calm because I I oh my god. So it was a conversation or, or did he just drop a couple of terms? Uh, you know, you, the guys are waiting online to sign get an autograph from me. I'm just hey how you doing? I appreciate right. you coming out and and then uh, the guy just started talking con- asking for my autograph on in a, on a magazine cover and he said it in Connie, you know and 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 then I just I uh, and he. I, I went crazy on him. I gave him his autograph, and then I went nuts on him. I mean, I didn't physically touch him, but I cut a promo on him scathing, and I want him thrown out of the whole appearance. There was a bunch of TNA stars there, um, and I'm like, throw him the F out. They're, and they're like, we can't throw him out. It was like the guy like robbed someone. Like, come on. Will you stop? You know, I got no more use for this guy. Like today's like, bro, oh, calm down, relax. Like, no, no, I was going crazy. So I, I get a little nuts sometimes. So, <laughs> so that's the deal. So, uh, so I gave you a little LT moment there about what happened with the Usos, American Alpha. Okay, the tag team turmoil thing with the Heat and, and stuff like that. And and you know, it's smart to do that during the break like they did. I explained all that to you guys. And then uh, and then what happens is the match ends where American Alpha wins the match. I, I kind of. I was hoping that, um, to be honest with you, that the Usos were going to win the match. I just thought, okay, Usos are heels. Let's see them against the champions who are baby faces next week in Heath and Rhino. And we're going to see the Usos beat Heath and Rhino. Well, I was way off because the Usos didn't even win the match. American Alpha wins the match. And then popping up on the screen instantly is Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton saying, not so fast, my friends. Now you face us next week, you know, if you want to face the champions or some jazz like that. And I said earlier, I just think there was a little bit of a, a curveball here, a little swerve city, because I was a little surprised here. I don't know why, why that happens, because you have your hook for the tag team titles in American Alpha against, you know what I mean, um, uh, against Rhino and Heath. But now you're throwing in this thing here. So that means uh, I, I, I'm interested to see how in the hell American Alpha beats Bray and Randy Orton. I'm going to tell you guys something else, okay? I, I, don't, I don't know. I might be, this could be, I could be way off on this comment I'm about to make to you guys. I could be way off, but, I, you know, I got balls. I come out here and I'm honest. I talk about my true feelings. And I got to tell you the truth. Um, I want you to pay attention. This could be noteworthy. I think there's a good chance that when Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton came up on the screen, that no one knew that was going to happen, especially the announcers. I think they caught the announcers by surprise by design. And the reason why I think this is two things. One, it almost, like I said before, three times during the show, it almost doesn't make sense because you have your hook for next week. Now you're throwing in Bray and Randy. The main reason that I think the announcers didn't know and no one really knew, and it could be a chance American Alpha didn't know, is because watch the reaction of the announcers. If you go back and watch it, the on-camera, there's not one, there's not two, there's not three, there's four freaking guys sitting there. Four guys who get paid to speak for a living. 
and all four of them are speechless in an on-camera. <laughs> That's unheard of. Like you, you do it. On, the only time you're on, you, you don't speak really in a, on camera is if there's something dramatic that happens. Someone gets hurt badly, or some serious moment, or something like that. But to have a situation where, you know, this is thrown out there and you don't know how to react because it's it's shoot Jones. I don't think that those four guys knew that Bray and Randy were going to pop up on the screen and say what they said. And and J- I think JBL, I didn't write this down. He might have been the only guy that I think was able to say something like, this is crazy, what's going on here? Because that that would be what you say. You know, I think the on-camera, if you looked at, I don't have there, I don't, I'm not privy. I know I'm good friends now with the WWE. I'm in with them now. Like, I'm over with them, like, huge now. Big, big push guy. WWE Network, Taz. Yes, absolutely. But hey, no. You know Taz, by the way. But the thing is, I don't have access to their run sheets, to their, their script of the breakdown of their shows, but I bet you dollars to donuts that there is not in there, in that segment, right after Bray and Randy pop up, I bet you Bray and Randy popping up on the screen is not in that run sheet. And I, I know for a fact, I shouldn't say it that way, but I bet anything on it, that that on camera with those four guys was not in that, in the run sheet. See, in the run sheet, the way it works is usually the on cameras are always listed, unless it's something impromptu. That was impromptu. They wanted to get the real reaction to the announcers of this shock and awe type feel. And I think this runs consistent of what we saw at SummerSlam with Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar, the beatdown, the shock and awe. What we saw this past Sunday at Survivor Series, the shock and awe of, oh my God, Goldberg not only beat freaking Lesnar, but he beat him in freaking 93 seconds. Someone corrected me, said 86 seconds. You know what? How about this? Over a minute and under two minutes. Is that better? Great. Thank you. Nitpicking Jones BS. Stop it. Just stop. 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 Hate being corrected. Hate it. So if you really pay attention to that on camera, look at those poor guys. <laughs> they were like deer in a headlight Jones. These are four men who get who get paid to speak for a living, and they were speechless because they didn't know that was coming. Or maybe in defense to all four of them, they were told, don't say nothing, which would be weird. Why are we showing them on camera if you're not having them say anything? So... It was a little funky. I'm not saying it was bad either. It was it was awkward. It was an awkward deal, and sometimes awkward is good. So I'm not saying it's bad at all. So I wouldn't want to piss off my new friends in WWE. I would never ever do that. No, I love them. You kidding me? That's the way this thing goes here. Hey, uh, Dan in Westchester, you are on the Taz show. What's going on, Taz? Yeah, what's going on, buddy? How much? Um... Yeah. I just wanted to bring up the, uh, you know, back to the Brock thing, because yeah. I feel like we're beating to death, but I, I've never been more, I can I guess, shocked in a WWE thing my whole life, probably, that, that I can remember. Yeah. But I didn't, I, I don't think the shock was, it was really worth it, because, uh, so I got all my buddies together, for example. They don't, they're not big wrestling fans like I am, they're kind of casual, they heard Goldberg was right. back, they want to watch it. Right, right. Well, see, hold right there. See what you just said? Right? Goldberg, Goldberg was back, so they wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, see, right, right there shows you WWE reeled in the old fan that loved that Attitude Era, Nitro Raw, and all that EC dub, reeled them right. in right there. Your friends, you just said that. Let me finish, though. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm not letting you finish because I wanted to point that out. Then I'll let you finish. Okay. But they watched the show. So, no matter if they hated it or not, dude, they watched the show. You just said they watched it because of Goldberg, right? 
Well, no, they wa- they wa- they're watching because they want to see Brock kill Goldberg. That's really what it was. But hold on. Because, because they're UFC fans. Okay. They, they ha- they're not regular wrestlers. I'm asking this for real. I need your help. I need your help, yeah. Dan. I, 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 no, you're not Dan. I'm sorry. You're not Dan. Why am I calling you Dan? I am Dan. Okay, Dan, don't get hot. <laughs> sorry. I can't read sometimes. So, Dan, I need your help here on this. Okay, yeah. so they watch the show because they don't normally watch, but they remember Goldberg. Yes or no? They typically watch the Big Four, and yes, they, they remember Goldberg. So they wanted to see Brock. They hate Goldberg. That's what you're saying to me. They don't hate him. They just know he's pretty old. He's a big name. And Brock just came back to the UFC, so it was pretty cool to see him back right. in the ring again. That was kind of the thing. So now, Brock, so now they watch the show because they want to see Brock kill Goldberg because they like UFC. So that right there... Then you, to my point, is right. They watched a good reason why they watched is because Goldberg was in the match. Yes or no? Right. So now continue. Now they hated it because Brock not only lost, but he lost quick. That's why they hated it. Well, they hated it because it kind of like, it, it proved their point of how delegitimate it was. You have the biggest UFC fighter in the world beat, uh, get beaten by a guy who hasn't wrestled in 12 years in, in 90 seconds. I was telling them I was I was waiting for Brock to lose, get a big like finally give that loss back to uh, some some young guy, yeah. and I was really excited for it. And then you just do that, it was kind of like Ugh. I, know, I don't know. Check this out, Dan. I know you've you called the show before, right? Yes, sir. All right, cool. So check this out. This is interesting. I said this yesterday, bro. Did you listen or watch my show yesterday? You didn't get a chance. I I listened to the, the radio special once. Okay, uh, and, cool. And, so if you listen to the special on Sunday, you're talking about the three hour special, right? Yes, sir. So if you heard that, right, you heard, bro, right or wrong, Mike, a lot of people who called the show, a bulk of them, they actually, I'm not defending WWE, just hear me out on this. They they actually liked the finish of the shocking moment of Brock losing so quickly to Goldberg. Did you not hear that from those callers? Yes, sir, I did. And they were callers, bro, from all over the United States, okay, all different parts of the country. So now, I'm not defending anything. I have no dog in the fight. This is what's interesting to me, and I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about this, a guy offline, okay, from the business. So check this out, bro. I don't do a show yesterday. I'm sorry. I don't do a show Monday live, okay? My my Sunday show dropped as an audio on demand or VOD, as you know. So it gives the audience a full day and a half, whatever it is. Taz does a show Tuesday morning, yesterday, and I do the show, and now people are calling, and they're burying the Brock finish with Goldberg. So I'm saying to my buddy... Why the ha- I don't know why this happened on Sunday. The people were like all for it, and then come a day or so after, it's like they're hating on it. Well, he and I discussed it, and I got to tell you, bro, it's weird. I think I hate to stereotype a bunch of people, but I'm kind of gonna do that right now. <laughs> but I, I think, damn, what happened was it takes people a day or so. They're reading stuff on social media. They're reading different people's opinions. They're you know reporters to fans. They're seeing that everybody's burying it, hating it, and now they're thinking about it, and they're thinking, oh, this is ridiculous. Why the hell is this guy who's almost 50 beating a guy like Brock? So, see, they have time to sit and think, then they hate it. But the initial reaction, if you look at the people in the crowd, bro, in Toronto, Dan, they were not shocked. They were freaking shocked when when Lesnar lost that match as quick as he lost. And thank you for calling, Dan. I appreciate it. Good caller. They were shocked. Like, oh my God, what the hell just, you know, what the hell just happened here? You know, and so I think people had a little time to think about this and now comes the hate.
Oh, this is ridiculous. Ah, oh, blah, 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 blah. Ah, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying everybody. I'm, I am stereotyping people. So, but you know, bottom line is, you, you gotta uh, you gotta give WWE credit for um, you know for definitely creating massive buzz here, and that's exactly what they did. Massive buzz on this whole thing right here. Massive buzz. Taz, do you remember it being like this when Brock beat Taker at Mania? Uh, like like this kind of shocking almost, no, or, or no, this is different. No, this is not as that was a shocking moment for sure, but not like this. No, this 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 was this will go up there one of the most shocking things. It finishes in the business, not the business history, but in the business in the past, you know, several years for sure. This was a very very shocking, shocking shocking deal. No one no one predicted this. Nobody. I got to go to break. Other side of break will be on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Uh, also, uh, I will get. There's a lot of people calling. I'll get to you guys. I promise. I'll get to all you guys that are calling, and I will uh, also continue getting into SmackDown stuff. A very busy show. We're off for the next few days, but taking a break. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play. It. Yeah. All right. Fourth quarter city coming at you right now. Oh, yeah, Taz Show, Wednesday edition right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, the uh, on the Facebook Live right now at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. A lot of people calling on the phone. I have to handle some of these folks. They've been on hold a long time. I've been talking about SmackDown. If you just joined the show now, I know a lot of you entitled folks on Facebook Live. You don't listen to the first three segments, so I need to condense my whole show for you in this 30 minutes. That's what I'm here for. So everything else I do and that all these other folks listen to and watch me for the first 90 minutes means nothing until we're on Facebook Live. Because all of you need the show condensed. So... I guess I'll have to do that for you because that's what I do here. I make sure your free lunch is served up the right way. Sometimes my boss at CBS say I have a bad attitude on the air. And I don't know why they say that. I don't. Because I'm actually very endearing and I'm charming. So, I don't know why they would say that, but uh, just I don't, you know. Sometimes I act out here. I come out like Chuck and I don't give a F, you know, but that's just me. Today is not Thanksgiving. Nani Davenport on Facebook Live. No. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and I will not be on. And I won't be on Friday either. Bobby Peterson says, good moment, Taz. Good moment, Bobby, on Facebook Live. <sighs> so, anyway, uh, I was talking a lot about SmackDown. I gave a lot of thoughts and opinions. Uh, everybody on Facebook Live, hello. Thank you for jumping on. I see all the thumbs up. I love you guys, too. You know my ego needs it, please. Praise me. The show was apparently trending earlier. The Robbie, the Viking, uh, he um, said he saw it trending. I, I don't know. I, I'm Honest Jones, and I didn't see it trending, so I don't know what's going on. That's a great shot of you, Rob, right there. Look at, look at your monitor with the mic just covering basically your whole body and a new nub shirt. There you go. Yeah, you got a face for Oh, yeah, just smack the mic. That's a new nub shirt that Robbie's wearing right there, the nub city Jones. You can get that at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. The character of me, or you can get it. Uh, no, not at that. Uh, not the uh, 
Not at that. The Roma with third, bro. You get that shirt he's wearing at Pro Wrestling Tees or at Clothesline. Either one of those spots to get that shirt that the Big Rob Vikings wearing. The nub, the nub shirt I'm wearing, you can't get anywhere because this is Prototype Jones, Nub City. You can't get this, so don't even try. You won't get it no place. But I'm going to tell you something. Talk about apparel. I'm thinking of putting, uh, getting. I have talking with some people. This is side note, Jones. Uh, before I get into some wrestling talk on phones, I'm thinking of doing a. I'm just going to put it this way. I don't give too much details, 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 because people hack me of putting up one piece of apparel, an exclusive thing that'll be available for one week. That's a hoodie. It's not going to be cheap. And it's going to be a unique color. Let's just put it that way. With a unique logo on it. Okay? And a a one-shot deal, Jones. It'll come up. Not Pro Wrestling Tees. Not, well, mate, well, probably not Pro Wrestling Tees. And clothesline. Unless I talk to them. I'm obviously don't have my... Oars in a boat, and the boat in oars in the water. Or the oars in the boat, some crap like that. Whatever the boat, something like that. Will you stop? I'm just saying there might be. This might be a poll. So uh, I, I'm thinking of putting something up and working with some of my apparel connections. A one week only. Get a hoodie. I said hoodie, right? Yes, you did. We'll get into the cold season to see if people will buy this. You know me, I normally make zero money on stuff. And I don't. I don't make any money on this stuff. When, when the, well, you know, I don't, actually. No. Uh, no, none of it. Well, one time I made money on something, but it's not, uh, it's none of your business. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of putting something up like that. A hoodie. That's a unique color. Manly, let's just put it that way. That's going to be a badass hoodie. Would they do this? This is Paul Worthy. Tease Jones, though. I mean, I'd have to put a picture up of the hoodie yes. for people to see. I can't just throw out a vague thing. Would you buy this hoodie for, you know, $100? Yeah, this isn't let's make a deal. No, because it's going to be expensive. The hoodie will be expensive. It will not be cheap. So if you're a cheap bastard. Cheap and you don't, bastard. If you're a cheap bastard. <laughs> cheap bastard. Like I said, if you are a cheap bastard. Cheap bastard. Day, night, cold. Then you might not want to inquire about this hoodie. Because if you want your free lunch that you get out here every day for two hours, and you don't and you're not you're a guy or a girl who doesn't go and go to Pro Wrestling Tees and buy a Taz Show shirt or clothesline, if you don't do that. Cheap bastard. Then that's where you fall in. Then you're just a needy, greedy. Cheap bastard. And that's what happens. And if that's how you roll. Then that's fine. That's fine. The Kingsman said, "John, you must be going nuts right now." Hmm. I don't know what's what that's about. Kingsman's usually on point on the show here. I don't know what he's talking he's about. He's talking about handsome Johnny. I don't know. I no. I'm. I don't. Slamming bods and beyond. Talking about him? What? What? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, uh, Glenn Orlando, you're on the Taz show. Taz, how's it going, buddy? What's up, champ? Hey, hey, I wanted to, real quick, I know you're short on time there. Yeah. Um, two things. I wanted to just tell you that I watched a special um, Thank you, the man. other day on the network, and man, let me tell you, hilarious stuff, great stories, and uh, just, just glad to see you 
um, you know, back involved with WWE. Not that you need it, you know what I mean? But I hate it, bro. No, no, that's nice of you. That's nice of you. Man. you know? Thanks, bro. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. Hey, did you, hey, check, man, out that, did you check out my special on CBS Sports Radio on Sunday? Yeah, that's what I was going to tell you, man. You're hilarious, man. You know Thanks. the one caller that called in, and, and, and he was like, hey, first time, long time, and you're like, yeah. And then he goes, first time, long time, and you're like, okay, thank you. And you just hung up on him. And you're like, you got to bring me something. I would die. Yeah, you can't laugh. just oh, say yeah. he, he's he's like waiting. Like, okay, how many times? And, and then he's like, and he's using. He said, nub, nub. I'm like, I nubs. Yeah, what? You use the side turn to the show. I'm fine with that. That's funny. I get it. You're a fan, but you got to say something. I, I'm I'm pressured on time. It's like, you know, like you can't just keep saying that. You know what I mean, bro? You know, you know what I think he was waiting for. I think he was waiting for the sound effect store to make the little, you know, oh, that's still that funky, the little, the little, the yeah, little sound, the. Uh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, uh, yeah, so what's yeah. up, bro? What do you want to talk about? Hey, and, and you may have covered some of this because, uh, you know, I'm off, so I was able to catch some of the show and wake up and, and call in. But with, with AJ Styles and, and Ellsworth, like, d- do you think that they could do it a different way where they don't have to kind of, like, use AJ Styles as the sacrificial lamb in order to mm. put over Ellsworth? Or, or, or do you think they're doing this because they're kind of telling us, okay, we're going to put AJ through all this crap, but at the end he's still going to come over on top and be the champion. Like, I'm trying to understand where they're going with that, you know? I think they're trying to. I think you're on it. I think you're on both parts of what they're trying to do, uh, Glenn. And thank you for calling, buddy. I think they're trying to do both of that. I think they're definitely trying to get Ellsworth over. So they have something going with him and AJ, unfortunately, because they did the shocking moment where another shocking thing they tried to do, and it worked, where Ellsworth defeated, you know, a few weeks back, AJ Styles. So then they did it again in a different form. Now they did it last night again in a different form. You know, they're not pinning AJ, which is not believed. So they're putting that. Look, AJ Styles is very easy. I, I never, I, let me rephrase that. I assume just by calling a bunch of his matches, knowing AJ very well, knowing guys who've worked with AJ a bunch, and consider AJ a good friend of mine, I assume he's a very easy guy to wrestle, meaning he the guy can make anything and anyone look good. So that right there is a layup for the WWE to put a guy like Ellsworth every once in a while in some kind of a physicality or match with AJ because AJ is just a legit beast mode stud in that ring. He really can just get anybody over. And that that's a huge, huge thing. Okay, now I'm going to tell you guys, like a little inside baseball gimmick. Uh, when I went to the SmackDown 900 behind-the-scenes Jones, uh, when I was there doing the ECW special, taping it, I, I, I told you guys this. I talked to AJ, but I didn't give you much detail. Um, and AJ and I had a long talk, and we had talked in a long time. And I'll tell you this much. He's very happy. That's all I'm going to tell you. He, he, and... and I was in TNA with AJ for a long time when AJ was getting a big-ass push. He wasn't this happy. And that's just my opinion. And now AJ, he's getting a big push. He's the world champ. I understand the Ellsworth stuff. It bothers some people. I get it. But the guy is happy. I promise. (laughs) He's very, very happy. So... um, there's a young family, and I'm sure he's doing well financially. He's earned every dime he makes. So, but I think they're trying. Look, they got to do something with Ellsworth. They got to get people behind him. It, it helps AJ keep some heat. It's tough with a guy like AJ, guys. This is another thing that could be worthy. A guy like AJ is a guy that's so friggin' talented in the ring, right? 
He looks great. His body, his work, his legacy, all over the world. From, from anywhere he's worked, his success, he's cool. It's hard not to like AJ Styles. Now we got him as a heel. We got to get people not to like him. Well, the lovable loser is, is Ellsworth. The guy that everybody's bullying, he announces the bullying, the chinless Jones, the whole thing, he's got no chin, his face fell off, looks like a, an embryo, all this stuff that they're saying. I don't know about the embryo line, but they might have said that, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, so, but you got to somehow find a way to keep heat or get heat on a guy who's easy to love in AJ Styles. He's not a giant guy, so it's tough for him to be a big heater because he's not big enough to be like that. He's arguably one of the best workers in the world today in the past friggin' 10 years. <laughs> He's been at the top of the heap. So we got to get heat on him. I got to tell you, this is a good way to do it. With the lovable, undersized loser, that, that's his gimmick, Ellsworth, that is just like he's built like a guy that's sitting in the 10th row who just got done, you know, working a regular job and, and going to see some wrestling that night. So people can relate to Ellsworth. So they, they like him for the most part. I think they got to be careful with Ellsworth that people will start turning on him. But I'll tell you this too about Ellsworth. That some bitch got some heel in him. That guy, when they want, they could turn him heel and that would be awesome. And put him with someone with a big heater and make him a heel. People will hate him. Mark my words, that'll happen with Ellsworth. But for the time being... As a babyface, you need a way to keep heat and get heat on AJ. Freaking Education Jones out here. It's unbelievable. That's, that's not Yes. Everything is. Please, sir. Please stop. Please take a jackhammer. And before you cut your mic off, just put the jackhammer against the side of your skull. Just jackhammer your head. Okay? Yes, sir. And the mic goes out. Here we go. Dub. Yeah, Nub City. T-shirt Jones. I didn't know I'd have such a handsome model. I got to tell you, you handsome bastard, you. It's unbelievable. I'm very, very fortunate here. Uh, anyway, uh, who was Oh, we got the other guy here. Who we got here? We got uh, Jason uh, in Missouri. Uh, what's up, dude? Uh, you're on the Taz Show. Wow, good moment, Taz. Good moment, big guy. Hey, uh, Viking, you going to enjoy watching your Vikings go 6-5 and five on Thursday? <laughs> Absolutely, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I just want to get a real quick uh, booking real quick. I think what's going to happen, Royal Rumble, Goldberg's going to be 29, Lesnar's going to be 30. Lesnar is going to eliminate Goldberg and then just hop right out of the ring, and then Heyman's going to come out the next Monday and say, Lesnar wasn't interested in titles. He's interested in destruction. Set up Lesnar uh, Goldberg for WrestleMania. That's kind of what I said yesterday. In essence, you're, you're hacking me, bro. Come on, please. Um, uh, no, no, listen to me. Listen. No, you kind of hacked me. You did. No, listen, listen. I, well, yes, you, did. you did, bro. Come on. I had listen. the idea, and then you said it, and I was oh. like, uh, crap. <laughs> He's going to say it, and I'm like, oh, These guys are doing some serious hacking. No, no, listen, 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 listen. Chill. Listen I, to me. I heard, listen. You, I heard the special. Oh, was, it, was it special or Tuesday? I can't remember. Um, I know I, know I said, I know. I said that Tuesday, yesterday. I don't know if I said it on the special. I can't recall. But no, but yeah. I'm, I, look, yeah, I, I think they'll do. I don't know about I don't know about Goldberg. Um, and thank you, bro, for calling. I appreciate it. I don't know about Goldberg being that late. I mean, I could have sworn I heard on Monday 
one of the announcers, I don't know who it was, maybe it was a slip, maybe he was wrong, there was a quick mention that Goldberg would be first in that thing. Now, you never know, maybe because he's the first one to sign up, maybe they put him in first to get people behind him and keep him in there. Now, that would be tough for him to do physically, but I, that could work. Cole said it. Who said it? Cole said it. Michael Cole said yes, it. Yes, he did. Okay. Did Michael Cole also say that the show was trending today? <laughs> That's good. Why is this Jones? Yeah, I do this for a living, bud. I'm a smart ass. I can't help it. It's been like this You're for a You're also a smart guy, too. Oh, yes. Genius Jones. That's what they call me. Let's see what's going on on the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. Look at this. Rodney Clifford on the Facebook Live. Cole said he... Who's he? Was the first entrant. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was uh, Corey. My new friend, Corey Graves, by the way. My man. My new friend. I will never knock Corey Graves' commentary again. I love his commentary. Cole said he was the first entrant of uh, the chan- uh, chairman. The uh, Kingsman said it. Yeah, you're right. Okay. John Montita says still trending. No, wise ass. I don't think we're trending at all. That's a shot at you. Dude, what do you think? You're funny? You're going to make things up on the air now? What I this? didn't make that up. You can't do that. Come on. Why would you do that? Why? I don't know. Why? Why would no, you do that? I wouldn't do that. I-, I wasn't making anything up. Because the loud crickets, oof, they're pretty big. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Just looking forward to food tomorrow. That's it. Just get me to tomorrow. Well, that's all that matters. Why would you worry about doing, edit the good show and, and produce the show right now? Nah, just worry about eating. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Just worry about the eating, yeah. yeah. Do I have to ask you that or anybody on the show here? Does anybody care what anybody's eating? Well, look, you're eating turkey. You're eating the mashed potatoes. You're eating the freaking collard greens. You're eating, the collard greens are legit. My dad, that's his favorite dish. Collard greens are awesome. They are. You get those bitches on the, you know, you cook them. I cook them in the microwave. That's how we do it. Straight up, just microwave and throw some, uh, just throw some ketchup on it. Mm. Serve it to everybody when they come over the house. It's nice. Mm. Oh, yeah, we do good stuff. Throw some Tabasco on that bitch. Put it in the microwave for about five minutes. Gets nice and gushy, like, a, like eating ice cream. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's great. Ketchup and Tabasco. Yeah. Delicious. Oh, yeah. Chocolate syrup and the frickin', uh and the mashed potatoes. A little sweetness. Oh, yeah. Come on, dude. You've delved in some chocolate no, syrup. No, I've never done that. You've never I've had d- chocolate syrup? Come I, on, son. I mean, I've dipped French fries in Frosties before. Nah, but here I don't we f- go. The truth comes out. You've dipped French fries in Frosties. At Wendy's, 100%. How about the caloric intake? Is there an issue there? Are you worried about that? Or maybe the saturation in the fat? No? Uh, no, that's... Uh, Not on your uh, no. mindset. No, it's no. Uh, usually out of sight, out of mind when I go into Wendy's. Is that right? Chairman on the Facebook Live says, yes, Tabasco Jones. Absolutely. Uh, I put that crap on everything. Yeah. I like Tabasco. I like the other hot sauce, too. What's his name? Uh, Cholula? I have Cholula. I have a plethora in my house. Not Cholula. I do like Cholula. I like the Chipotle Cholula. Mm-hmm. No, there's another one. Uh, what's his name? Not Texas Pete. There's the other guy. Uh, Gimmick Schnabitz. No, Bobby Jones. Franks. Franks. That's the one. Yes, Franks. Yes. Yes. I like yes. Franks hot sauce. Yes. I do. Okay, I'm having a problem with the audio here. And this time it's not uh, the Vikings' fault. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> Salvatore Esposito Jr. He just popped me. Salvatore Esposito on the Facebook I said Bosco Jones. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I haven't heard Bosco in years. Oh, man. I wonder if that's just a New York thing. I wonder if Bosco's been all over the country. I don't know. Oh, my God. That was George's ATM code in Seinfeld. Was it really? Yeah, Bosco. 
Bosco, real... Jerry, Bosco. I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, my God. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't even think the captain knows. The captain's a big... Uh, remember him? Uh, By yeah, a hat. I think so. He was a big uh, Seinfeld guy, but I don't know if he knew that one. The captain actually um, sent me a note, an email of his new Twitter, and uh, I Whoa. read it. Well, it's, it's his Twitter, but he changed something on it, and I basically just replied to him a simple sentence. Uh, no one cares. Because I said on the air that I would talk about it. No, but I will. I, I'm teasing. I, I let me find this. He's wanted me to tell he, you guys. Please, please stop, stop talking, stop, please. What, what, what is it? You have something? No, important? I found, I found his Twitter. Sir. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. Upcut Jones. People like when I talk about the captain. Well, maybe not. Actually, no one said a word about him. To be honest with you. <laughs> no, they haven't really. No one really has. Buy a hat. Yeah, he said, uh, hey, what's up, bro? Uh, how's everything going? Hopefully Rob is not falling on his face too much. Um, I know I never really liked him, but uh, what are you going to do? That's life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no, he didn't say okay. that. He didn't say that. He said, I want to let you know I changed my Twitter handle to, man, I can't read it, at the... Uh, Shit busted. At... T H A N O S X four. Oh, that's simple. All right, now read the next line down, Taz, with your right eye closed. No, but I mean, what? What? It used to be the captain or whatever. Now it's like at T H A N O S X four. It sounds like you're writing computer software. Dude, I'm not joking. This is what he changes. You see the same thing? Yes, I do. And he, oh, sad. He actually, uh, wow. he put in his description on Twitter. You ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. He put former producer of the Taz Show. Mm-mm-mm. He put former, right? Former audio, audio editor, recording, and mix engineer, slash former audio producer of the Taz Show. And he took Captain out of his wow. name. Wow. How soon they forget. Mm. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Buy a hat. Unbelievable. Well, you could follow him over there if you're not following him already. Uh, yeah, Alan McCarthy said, uh, Viking popping himself. Uh, yes. Kind of yes. Good point. Uh, I got to get some more phone calls here because the show is like uh, almost over and it's like very busy and I'm, I have a big mouth. So that's really the situation. I got a big mouth! Andrew uh, from San Antonio, you are on the Taz Show. Hey, what's, up? what's good, Taz? What's up, Robbie? Yo. What's up, big guy? Talk to me. Uh, what do you call it? Um, I just wanted to say one thing real quick. Uh, we'll ask two, two questions. Okay, the first of all, first of all, you don't think uh, Goldberg is going to get another title run? No, like you think he's I don't. I don't. Year? I don't. I don't. I said that yesterday, bro. I don't think he's getting a title run. No, I do not think he's getting title. I think it's all focused on Lesnar, and I think once they're done wrapping up that business, you won't see him anymore. That's my opinion. What else you got, bro? Um, what do you think is going to be the NFL MVP this year? This is a question for both of y'all. Oh, NFL MVP. Wow, that's a tough question. If you were going to say the Super Bowl champ, but thank you for calling, Andrew. I'd have a little bit of an easier thing. I think the Super Bowl champs could potentially be the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I'm on that bandwagon. I still love my Seahawks and the NFC, and of course my Bills, but they're going to be in the playoff run the Bills. But let's be honest, that's not going to happen. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to go in and win the freaking Super Bowl. How's that? 
Uh, yes, I see you're dying to talk. I know, Rob, you're dying to talk. Uh, what is it you want to say? No, I'm not dying to talk. He just asked what my pick for the NFL MVP was. And I'm, you're dying to talk. You I'll, can't help yourself. I'll sum it up in five seconds. The Oakland Raiders are... No, I'll say Derek Carr with the, the Raiders. What? Oh, no! Derek Carr. You think Derek Carr? I think he'll win the MVP. If they go like 13-3 and three or 12-4 and four and win the division... I think, and he's playing great. He's got, I think, twelve touchdowns and one interception in the fourth quarter this year. I will go a different route. You could be right only because that guy's not a rookie. I'm going to go Zeke Elliott. Okay, he's tearing it up. He is. Dak's he, helping him though. I know that, but I, I just think, I, I would go with either one of those guys. I mean, I'm, I, I, Carr's awesome. Right. Fresno State guy. I know the mm-hmm. whole thing. His brother was a great player, great quarterback. I know the whole thing. I had to please. I know everything. I'm a genius. You know that. Look at this right here, and I agree. With Albert Carrillo, the Cowboys' O-line is winning the MVP. That is a shoot. Mm. That I agree with. That, their offensive line is phenomenal. Unfortunately, the O-linemen don't get any love. That's the damn problem. That just comes with the territory. You know, um, Jeremy Earwood said Dak Prescott all the way. Yeah, man. Big Zeke, baby. Love my Buckeye, bro. That's uh, Davenport said that. Davenport said that. Davenport, Mr. Davenport, you better worry about those Wolverines coming up there to Columbus. Ha-ha! I said, you better worry about this uh, this weekend here. You better worry about those Wolverines. That's straight up right there. So uh, what else? Is there anything else I think on SmackDown? I think I covered a lot of it. I got, uh, oh, let me talk to my friend over here. Who's this here? We got uh, Jesus Mitchell from West Virginia. How are you, sir? Oh, my God, Chaz. Yes. Oh, God, it's fun to get to, get to talk to you on the phone. Yes. I've never met you in person, brother. I hear you, man. Oh, man, that suplex machine himself. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. What's uh, up, man? What's I going followed on? You on? I followed you. I've watched you on yes. ECW. You Thank know, you. I mean, I'm a biggest fan of, of yours at ECW. I'm actually a brother in, in the independent wrestling business for 17 years. I'm also a local actor from West Virginia. Been All in three right. movies, getting ready, working my fourth one on December, one commercial with my family. Good, brother. Bro. That's awesome, man. Thank you, man. Uh, I've, you paid the path, you know, between you, Big Foley, the Dougley boys, you know. Yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not a big, I, 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 he may be a cool dude in person, but I'm not a big fan of Paul Heyman when he's got Brock Lesnar. Oh, I'm not either. Side. I'm not a fan of Paul Heyman either. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I just wanted, I, man, you know, all these years watching the sweat and the blood fly, you know. Do what you all did. Thank you, buddy. Well, that's very nice of you, bro. I, I appreciate it, and I, I'm glad that it helped you out, and, and maybe it was inspiration for you, and that's cool, bro. It continued success to you, and good luck and all the other good stuff. I appreciate it. We're running late here in the show. we got to wrap this thing up here. i got, I, I definitely got to get a couple more calls in. Uh, we're kind of going, uh, oh, my God, uh, Alberto Salazar, run on sentence Jones. That was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so instead of uh, fifth quarter city, it could be extra helping Jones today. Okay, please. Please, sir, listen, you're on the show for like two days, and now you're giving creative suggestions. Stop it. Stop. Just stop. Stop. Please. Stop. 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 What, what, it's been called Fifth Quarter Jones from the beginning. Can I just, can I do my show? This is not your show. Okay? It's not. God. Got to act like a big shot all the time. Hey, Kenneth in California, you're on the Taz show. Hey, Taz, how you doing? I'm outstanding, sir. What's going on? Hey, I'm going to be at the Alamo Dome, brother. 
Really, I'm very proud of you. So that's for the uh, the gimmick, right? The uh, what do you call it? Rumble, Rumble, Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, you got good yeah. seats. You got good seats. You got good seats. Uh, I think I'm, I'm think I'm kind of high. I think I'm at one. Uh, so you like Van Dam? Yeah. I digress. Sorry. So you're sitting up yeah. high up, nosebleeds. Got it. Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm kind of like in the lower section a little bit. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, how much? Hey, 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 how uh, much? If you don't mind, you want, if you don't mind me asking you, how much did they cost? I'm just curious. Do you mind sh- uh, sharing? Actually, that? I'm not. I'm, I'm not buying them. I, oh. I, I, yeah. Uh, cheap I know bastard. Somebody, yeah, cheap bastard. I'm, you got you got a guy, huh? Uh, pretty much a cheap wrestler guy. Bastard. You got a what? I, he's a wrestler. Oh, okay. Oh, don't you don't have to share it then? I, no, you, no, no, no. I don't. I don't want to get to it. I know, okay. I know your timing is low right now. Yes. Um, right. I have a WrestleMania prediction for Undertaker versus Goldberg. Yes. If, possible mm. um i don't think uh, the way you're talking about brock lesnar doing the rematch i think it won't if if anything um i think if i uh, like uh, mike johnson said about the undertaker versus aj styles he i'm thinking he's gonna uh, aj styles is gonna lose the undertaker take the belt and i'm thinking uh goldberg will not win but we'll have a rematch a fast lane i think with brock lesnar and then it will end that and then it will go continue with undertaker versus goldberg for the top for the for the title and goldberg's never been wwe champion no, no, no. I don't think that's going to happen, bro. I, I just don't. In my opinion, I, don't, I appreciate what you're saying, but I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think they'll go that route with guys in that age, to be honest with you. I just don't. I, it's yeah. tough enough to keep your locker room corralled when you're bringing in older guys that are making big paydays and only doing a 90-second match. So that pisses people off, you know? So you got to keep your – and thank you for calling, dude. You got to keep your locker room intact, and that I don't think would. <laughs> so I don't think you want to go that route. You want to go with young, current guys as champions, you know? Um, I don't think that uh, I don't think that would happen. Uh, to, to, to be honest with you, I don't at all. So um, yeah, so that's the, all right. Last call of the day. Here we go. Here we got uh, Joe in Louisiana. You are on the Taz Show. Hey Taz, how you doing today? Good, my friend. Talk to me. What's up? No, uh, nothing much, man. I want to uh, actually add some comments that Dan, the caller that called earlier, that yes. was kind of pooping on uh, the Brock Lesnar match. Uh, I mentioned yesterday on Facebook Live that uh, I thought it was book right because you got to look at the age of Goldberg right now. You got to look at, uh, you know, you talked about how Shane is, he's good, he's uh, hes physically fit, but there's a difference between being ring ready. And right. I think they protected him that way. Or you can still show that mystique of Goldberg, that allure, and also the Royal Rumble match also protects him in that way. So, uh, yeah, well, absolutely, because you're putting a lot of bodies out there. Uh, I agree exactly. with you. I mean, you know, if I was putting book in the Royal Rumble, and let's say I wanted to have what, what Cole said on Monday, if you're going to have uh, Brock, I'm sorry, uh, Goldberg be first, have him come mm-hmm. out first, have the have the guy come, whoever comes out second, have him basically just two seconds, spear, spear, jackhammer, Jones, boom, and get rid of him. And then just wait. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Who's next? That gimmick. And then, exactly. and then, and then you start bringing guys, and then it gets more competitive. And you can have him sell more, and, and definitely you can hide him in a Royal Rumble. That's why I do think what Cole said will happen. He'll be first. Yeah, good job, good job. Uh, also, I just wanted to make comments, Robbie. Man, give you some words of encouragement. People forget that Captain had a little heat whenever he first came on. Not as much as you. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Joseph. I appreciate that. <laughs> That was funny. Hey, I'm dealing with yeah, Nolan hey. Ryan type heat right that now. That was funny. I know, man. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. That was very funny. Oh, jeez. All right, so I, I I think I gave you your, your full plate on your uh, your SmackDown chatter. 
And, uh, you know, I got everything else that's going on. Yeah, I got a little uh, Thanksgiving there tomorrow. Yeah, and then doing that tomorrow. So you guys have a, you're going to have a good Thanksgiving. You know, you're going to run around, you're going to eat, you know, watch football. I mean, I think people outside of America, they, they got the Thanksgiving too, right? We, we have some foreigners on the uh, Facebook Live. <laughs> foreigners. So not PC Jones. It's unbelievable. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we do. I, I think, um, yeah, I don't I think they, they do, right? Don't they have uh I think they, I'm not asking you a question. It's a rhetorical question, Rob. Please shut your mic off. I, I think so. I mean, you, you see the lower third. It says Happy Thanksgiving to everybody from the Taz Show. We're telling you guys Happy Thanksgiving. Everybody on Facebook Live wishing yours truly a Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, Chan Man called uh, the Viking, Viking the Oven Jones. Okay, that's hilarious. Uh, volume Low Jones. Okay, got it. And uh, yeah, Philippines still work a week, Jones. I don't know what that means, but he's in the Philippines. That's Jim Melgliaro. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, tomorrow's Thanksgiving uh, in India. Happy Thanksgiving from India. This is, uh, where's his name? Oh, Shenkit uh, Ked. Okay, thank you, buddy. So, I was wrong. So, it's not just here in America. No Thanksgiving in the UK. Look at this. Uh, Jamie Goodhead. Good hue. Good you, I should say. Uh, no Thanksgiving in the UK. Okay, well, sorry about that. I'll tell you, I'll eat more turkey for you. And I'll eat some uh, yams, okay? So, uh, yeah. A video Brian just got in my ear. Oh, yeah? And told me uh, Thanksgiving is just an American holiday. You know, I got people from India saying, uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Well, maybe they're, w- maybe they're wishing us as Americans. Was video Brian like a holiday expert now all of a sudden? I don't know. What was that? Right, well, enough of that. Well, anyway, look, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy football. Enjoy the food. If you don't support Thanksgiving, then whatever. Go do what you got to do. I won't be here tomorrow. I will not be here on Friday either. I will be back on uh, Monday, uh, live, live, 7 a.m. Eastern, rocking and rolling with another Taz show coming at you for a whole week next week. Thanks for all the support. As always, guys, I appreciate the love. And hope you guys enjoyed uh, the special I did the other day uh, for WWE Network and CBS Sports uh, radio special after Survivor Series and uh, show yesterday and today. Hope you guys dug it. Uh, for everybody here at the Taz Show, happy Thanksgiving to all you guys. Have a good, safe holiday, and see you guys on Monday. I'm Taz, you're not. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back. Back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So going for another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you. Back since I was shooting